All right, Brother T, we need to let people know right away that once again, because of my feebleness and my lack of intelligence, mm. the computer has won. It has, and we are using your iPhone to record this. Once again. Once again. The great thing about this is last time we did this, and uh, I just looked, it was our Christmas message. Okay. I talked to people and said, was it kind of just really hard? To, and they go, can tell indifference. That's encouraging. So if this happens this way again, <laughs> I'm throwing this stupid <laughs> laptop in the river. <laughs> It's crazy. Uh, it is. It is. It really it's is. It's inconsistent as a Baptist. Oh, 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 oh. I can tell you are a retired Baptist pastor. Oh, Yeah, I don't have to worry about making anybody mad yeah, anymore. Yeah, what a segue, though. Yeah. What a segue. <laughs> but, so we are. We're using yeah. the uh, iPhone in the middle of the desk. Right. So, again, if there are any kind of ups and downs, some weak points in it, mm -hmm. just uh, count it up to uh, Pastor Ken's ignorance. Well, we both are technologically challenged. If we're, yeah, I'm glad you brought that, because if yes. we're really honest, you've never touched this thing. No, you, no, you, I... You've no. never recorded it. I have never recorded it. I am barely <laughs> here. I barely show up to do it. No, and so, that's not true. That's not <laughs> I've just, true. I mean, I was at the hospital this morning at 614. Yeah, that's awesome. And, I heard uh, Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah. And that's so, uh, because that's I'm tough, not. But I'm you not are retired. You are not retired, right. and you are a wonderful pastor. Oh, you're so kind. You're I'm, so kind. I'm not lying. Yeah, you're, you're a great pastor. <laughs> I'm a teddy bear. <laughs> you're the teddy bear yeah. pastor. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know. I, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. I'm going to have one made. <laughs> a little teddy bear with a tie. Oh, you know, wouldn't that be cool? Yeah, yeah. Okay. A little brother T teddy bear. A little brother T teddy bear. <laughs> we'll make millions. <laughs> All right, brother. Yeah. We talk about millions, right? Oh, that's good. That's a good yes. segue. That's I another didn't good mean segue. To do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how much is enough. Mm -hmm. we, we, I, I look back over our notes and our podcast, and we, we've actually touched on this subject before, but we're pretty good. You know, we've been going for three seasons now. We rarely ever repeat anything. That's true. That is because we have so much to talk about. Well, because our premise of this right. is anything is open to discussion. Yes, let's get spiritual. And so, one of the reasons I think, Brother T, that I thought about this and let's talk about it again is a lot of people's minds are toward finances, whether because it's the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. people make financial goals, or whether it's tax season, <laughs> right? And we're all yeah. reminded right. how much we made. Did we make what we thought we were going to make? Did we save? Did we invest? Did mm. we give? All those things that are a part of you know financial being. Right. Yeah, that's true. That is very, very so true. So I kind of brought it to mind. I start next week doing taxes again, you know, through yeah. April. And um, it's kind of fun. I that's, don't know these people I'm doing the taxes for, so you know, I don't talk about them or anything. Right. But it's just very interesting how different people live. That, that's very, very, very true, man. I'm going to shoot these questions at you. Knock them and, out, man. Uh, and then I'll come on, comment on them as well. Here's the first one. What, uh, Dr. D, what does the Bible say about retirement? <laughs> A lot of people will say, it's not in the Bible. Right. I've heard that yes. more than once. Yep. Wrong. Yeah. There is at least an, an instance. An, yeah. an instance. I found one. <laughs> and it does, the, the New International Version does use the word mm -hmm. retire. Others, kind of like what, cease from labor? That well, let me read it. Yeah. Uh, Numbers 8, beginning in verse 23. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, This is what pertains to the Levites. From 25 years old 
and above, one may enter to perform service in the work of the tabernacle of meeting, and at the age of 50 years they must cease performing this work and shall work no more. They may minister with their brethren in the tabernacle of meeting to attend to the needs, but they themselves shall do no work. So shall work no more right. is uh, translated as retire in the NIV. Yes, here is the New King James, yeah. retire in the NIV. Yeah. yeah. So it does, it does, specifically speaking to the Levitical priests who work inside the temple, Right. that you get to start that at 25, mm-hmm. right? And But you must cease doing that at 50. That's amazing to yeah. me. That's so twenty five years. Just twenty five years. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You and I have both done more than that. Uh, a lot more than a lot that, more than actually that. that. Yes. Uh, my ministry, however, started somewhere around there because I started in pastoring around twenty eight. Okay. Uh, but I went thirteen years longer. Right. Right. Sixty three. Yeah. And I started in youth ministry, sort of part time, around nineteen. Yeah. Um, as I was going to school, and then at 26, I started pastoring Union Fork there in Saudi Daisy. That's when I met you. Yeah, uh, around that time period. Yeah. And now I'm 58, and I'm still I'm still going. So yeah, 38 years. Or yes, so. 38 years exactly. Wow. And so yeah, so, so we have um, every right to tell our churches we we work longer than we're supposed to. That, yeah, we have that right, but don't mention it. I'm hoping none listen to this. <laughs> I, I understand none of your none of your congregation listen. That's true. That's true. No, it's not true. <laughs> it's not true at all. Oh my goodness. But you know, um it's really this is the only place that's mentioned. Yeah. Uh but I Why was, do you think that do you is there any reason? Can you think of any reason why that would be true? Well I just think that um we I mean we don't retire really from serving the Lord. Mm. Simeon and Anna and Luke, what is it, two? I mean, it says they were both old, yep, and they were there, you know, serving the Lord. That's true, you know, and uh, so we don't. I don't think we retire. We may repurpose, you mm-hmm. know, and that's uh, you know a little bit more about that than I do, right? I now. do, and there's a couple things I think about that text about retiring. Uh, one, we just think a lot of times about priests standing and praying. Mm. That's not true. They really worked hard. Right. Uh, th- there was the maintenance of the temple. Mm-hmm. But I even read where there was the protection of the temple. I mean, right. They were to stand guard as well. Yes. I know there's a temple guard, but mm-hmm. they, they were supposed to be a part of the protection of the temple. You know, I, I did too. I read, and this was some time back, but you brought it to my memory. I read where in the mornings they would even go in and and sort of search the grounds mm-hmm. to make no make sure no one had snuck in during right. the night or anything. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot going on there. Trimming. I think I think that part is important. But secondly, and I, this does, and I didn't think about this passage when I did it, but we have a tendency for old men to hang on, mm. um, and and not let the young men move into positions. I was actually. Um, reading a Twitter post, um, gosh, a couple of months ago now, but it, it still stuck out because it was my situation entirely. And it was a younger pastor who had been promised by his senior pastor that in two or three years, he would have him prepared to take his position. And the guy says it's 12 years later. Oh, my goodness. Because that pastor was just unwilling right. to let it go. Yeah, And I do remember with that very same plan, once again, for my church mm-hmm. listening, I I couldn't put 
the my successor in place, all I could do was encourage the church to right. go in that direction. And thankfully, they did. They they made a good choice. Right. But I worked on that, and I knew. I mean, comes those like three years, and mm-hmm. and I, I finally sat down and talked to him, and uh, he he said something like, "Are you sure, Pastor? Are mm-hmm. you really sure you're ready to do that?" And I'm thinking in my mind. If I don't and mm. I hang on here another 10 years, then you'll be gone and I'll be doing this again. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I want to be true to my word. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell him you're going to have this position. I wanted to mentor him mm-hmm. and work and, and, and help him preaching and administration and all that other sort of stuff. And then leave the church what was stronger because so many of us are like NASCAR drivers. Mm. Oh, we boy. stay around about three seasons too long. Right, yes. We lose our sponsorships. Right, yeah. Right? Mm, <laughs> because, boy, that's good. You know, you're, you're, you're finishing like yeah. three laps down. Right. Uh, and I don't know what happens. You still have the strength to push the pedal. I yeah. don't know why older drivers don't drive as well when they were 15 years younger, right. honestly. Yeah. But they don't. Yes. And that I think we we lose the ability to do a lot of what we did in the past and, and our churches can suffer. Now, this is mm-hmm. only speaking from a pastor's perspective. I, I don't know. Do you think this passage relates at all to other vocations? You know, I, I don't know because it the, it deals with the Levites, you know, and so that is sort of um, that's all they did. That's right? all they did, you yeah. know. So um, I mean, that's all that I can speak to. I, I do know that you look around our convention, and um, and there are some uh, men that pastor rather large churches mm-hmm. that are well into their eighties, mm-hmm. um, but they're still going strong. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're still going strong, and evidently, uh, God has not sent them a postcard or whispered in their ear, you know, to um, to retire, step aside. You know, only they know. Only they know. They only know, and, and uh, I just... Um, it was uh, right for you, though. It was right for me at the time. Uh-huh. And you'll notice that the, the last part of that passage is that they are not to cease from all of their work, right. but to assist. Yes, definitely. And that's what you do. That's I mean, what you I do. Are, you are a mentor... To, to many, mm-hmm. and um, and and you, I mean, you're still preaching your heart out. I am. Um, every Sunday I can get a chance, right. and I've told my pastor, uh, my successor, that, hey, I'm there for you whenever you need me, and I mm-hmm. preach occasionally there, or do a Wednesday night Bible study, or, right. you know, do something during the day to help out, mm-hmm. and then, but that it gives me opportunity, you know, you and I have a relationship where, yes. you know, we kind of share, and then... I'm preaching in another church right now because they're without a pastor. Right. So I'm not taking on that full responsibility, but I'm still assisting. And, you are. And I, I want to do that until the day I die. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Because you still have that fire, you know, that yeah. uh, that purpose in your life. I still get life. cranked up when I'm teaching. Oh, man. boy. I mean, I don't preach like you. You crank up. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I do. You really get excited. Uh, yeah, I do. But yeah. uh, well, he's worth it, you know. Yeah, he he's is. I would say if you're going to get excited about anything, that's what you should get excited <laughs> hey, there about. You go. Let me but give you the second. Excited. Let me give you the second one. Do it. Uh, does overabundance of things weaken us spiritually? You know, pre-recording, I was sort of surprised by your first thought here, and and so I'm going to give you the opportunity to share that. But let me read the question again. Does overabundance of things weaken us spiritually? Mm-hmm. Overabundance of things can weaken us spiritually right. because we end up uh, trusting in those things rather than trusting mm-hmm. in the Lord. They don't have to. It's a lot to do with your attitude and what you, what your view of those things are. Right. What their purposes are. Mm-hmm. But I really think that uh, the abundance of things can 
keep you from a close relationship with the Lord because you begin to depend upon them instead of Him. Well, you know, abundance or overabundance, I guess, means more than enough. Right. That's and uh, when you look uh, in the Old Testament, I mean, you have Abraham, mm -hmm. Jacob, um, Solomon. I mean, all of those were, you know, pretty wealthy. Yeah. Uh, New Testament, you have Joseph of Arimathea. Um, Zacchaeus, I mean, mm -hmm. he was the chief uh, tax collector. He had mm -hmm. Lydia. All of those, you know, had enough or maybe more than enough. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you think about it, most Americans, Dr. D, have more than enough. You know, It'd a lot of them. It for Americans. you to get them to admit that. It would, but, but you and I have traveled around the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, compared to the majority of this world, I mean, think about it. Compared to the majority of this world, Americans do have yeah. more than enough. We, we do. And we don't appreciate it, I don't right. think, right. as we should. If you do travel the world, uh, it, I know why you go to certain Caribbean islands and that sort of thing and work. Uh, I really do, and I know a lot of our listeners have no problem with this. I have a problem oftentimes going to those parts of the world to vacation. Yeah. It bothers me that seven or eight minute, ten minute drive from mm. the airport to the resort. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's a different world Abject inside those gates. poverty, yes. man, um, on the way there. I agree. And I, I, I just feel... You know, <laughs> I want to be here, right? I mean, I know yeah. you're, you're contributing to the economy when right. you yes. go and that sort of thing, but I don't, and it's probably just totally out of line on my part, but when I see the mm. difference between their lives and ours, mm -hmm. uh, it'll make you feel guilty about what you have. It does, it does. And and again, both we have both been in those parts of the world, mm -hmm. and I've spent a quarter of a century, 25 years, yeah. um, you know, in a very poor area, on one of the islands, and I'm telling you, it is it is difficult. It's really you know, hard. It, it is difficult. But we, uh, we we do have an abundance. I do think it hurts us spiritually, yeah. or at least it can. Each I know. I was thinking about when the people you were naming from Scripture, most of them had something lacking in their lives, which caused them, mm. at least in the New Testament, to seek after Jesus. Right. Yes. 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 You go all the way to Matthew, the tax collector, who mm -hmm. you know did right well compared yeah. to his neighbors. Right. And then you got Nicodemus, mm -hmm. who did right well, except he still lacked something. Mm -hmm. Then you got the religious leader Joseph of Arimathea, who right. would have had all of his needs met, probably lived in abundance. Mm -hmm. He still mm -hmm. did not have answers that he wanted and he had to turn to Jesus. So you think about Lydia. I mean just yeah. one person after yes. another after yes. another. While they had abundance, they also had lack because right. the spirit the abundance of things actually was not fulfilling their spiritual need. Yeah. Well I think I think abundance, if we're not careful, can lead to arrogance. Uh, I think it can lead to self confidence. Um, and and I thought about this one, um, really a judgmental attitude. Mm -hmm. I, I do, and I'm sure you have known of some who, um, you know, they were they were born on third base. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, really. You know, they were just yeah. they were born on third base, yeah. and so, um, and and they have a judgmental. We were attitude. born in a dugout. We. <laughs> We had to dig our own dugout, yeah, we brother. Finally <laughs> yeah. got on base. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we won't take that analogy too far, but yeah, uh, right, you're right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, and it also, I think, can lead to laziness, yes. uh, even in our spiritual lives. And so, yes, I think an abundance of things can uh, weaken us spiritually. You know, uh, Luke twelve fifteen, Doc says, life does not consist 
in the abundance of our possessions. Mm. And I think that's why you were saying all of these characters, especially in the New Testament there, they had a they had a vacuum. They had something that they were looking for. They did. You, know? you take all the characters in the Old Testament too, and I don't want yeah. to labor this, but each of those thought more about the blessing they were to give mm. to the next generation. Right. And um, I, I think that the, the blessings of a God are too great for one generation. That's good. If you try to spend yeah. it all in one generation, the idea is is to pass it along. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's I think that's great. Um, here, here goes another question, and could really sort of open up uh, Pandora's box. But what is wrong with the prosperity gospel? <laughs> yeah, drum roll. <laughs> and please. you said what is right? Yeah, that, yeah. That was your free yeah, and, podcast, and, right? I said answer. what's right with it, man. What but right? but then you gave. You gave something, yeah. you know, that uh, that I had not actually thought about. Yeah, that really the prosperity gospel in its current iteration, mm-hmm. okay, was a response to a church that had gone south. Had mm. gone, the church became a very judgmental place yeah, yeah. in which you know, we get the terms, well, I had a great service this morning, preacher preached, and he stepped all over my toes. Right, stumped him. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. woo! Yeah. I left, I felt so guilty all afternoon. <laughs> and and that was really the, the realm of Christianity at the time that it's a very it was a very judgmental, mm-hmm. you're just a worm, you know, you, you don't deserve to breathe your next breath. Right, and yes. Let me tell you, every instance in your family, in your personal life, in your habits, where you're just going to hell. Yeah, yeah. It was just horrible. Mm-hmm. And it was not the kind of place I think that Christ would be approving of. And so someone, and one of those persons, a gentleman by the name of Norman Vincent Peale, right. which did not do all good things, I, I promise you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I remember as a child reading a child's book of his writings. I don't know how I ever got it, but I did. Um, and it was it was like a breath of fresh air. It huh. was like, wow, these aren't just stories about God killing somebody. Right, or, yeah. Or, you know, judgment of this or judgment mm-hmm. of that. And it was, I began to think, could this be right? And mm-hmm. I really think there was some good in that to turn the church around. Mm-hmm. But as in all things, Brother T, right. balance. Yes, yes. We go <laughs> to extremes. Yes. And then all of a sudden, God becomes not our judge, not our redeemer, not mm-hmm. any of those things. But he is now our bellhop. He's right, the guy yes. that goes gets what we want. Yeah. Or he's a benevolent grandfather mm-hmm. who we ask him anything. He's going to give us whatever we want because right. he loves us and wants us to have a comfortable life. Yes. Wow. Mm. I mean, it just mm. went from one extreme to the other. Yeah. Well, Warren Wiersbe said um, in some of his writings that, uh, that he thinks one of the Beatitudes should have been blessed or the balanced. You know, blessed are the balanced, and and um, and we do need to balance scripture. Um, And when you think about the prosperity gospel, man, uh, I had it written in my notes here um, that basically they do teach to treat God as a cosmic bellhop, nab it and grab it, name it and claim it. You know. And uh, and our God does provide, mm-hmm. but um, I've jotted down some names. I'm not going to mention those names, but man, I tell you what, it the thing that I've noticed uh, about the names that I that that are right here are um, when they when they are wrong, and I'm just going to go ahead and say that when they're wrong on that doctrine or that teaching, they're often wrong about several other other doctrines. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and um, and it, I don't know why that is, uh, but it's like they miss first base, back to the baseball analogy, mm-hmm. but they miss first base there, and, and they're wrong about other things. Yeah. And so the prosperity gospel, man, is just, uh, I think it's a dead end. I think maybe their lack of depth in uh, their doctrine is that they don't want to go very deep yes. in Scripture. You go very deep, you're going to discover or teach that what you're teaching is not accurate. Right. So let's just skim the surface, right. find those verses that we can prove text mm. to say what we wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you ask anything in my name, I shall, you know, yeah. go, oh, see? Yeah, there you go. What'd you name? Exactly. if you named it, you can right. get it type thing. Yes. Or move this mountain. And if you believe, you can move this mountain. Right, right. And th- those are, again, all taken out of context as to where uh, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can do that. You can climb that mountain. You can have that career. You can have that yacht. You yeah. can have that mansion. Yeah, there are a lot of passages that they're not going to touch. Um, because they don't want to deal with the suffering and the mm-hmm. tribulation that we as believers do go through. Yeah, you know the godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You yeah. know, and uh, and so it's not all a bed of roses. No, no, but I, I think that we do need to take a note from early on is the whole negative, mm-hmm. judgmental, just browbeat churches. Um, I mean, that just, that's just an unhealthy environment. Yeah. Well, you know, Doc, even Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Matthew six nineteen and following says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust uh, destroy and where thieves break into steel, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he gives us a, a very definite word there. Uh, again, that it's not all about possessions, that uh, that should not be what our main goal is. Yeah. And what do you, how do you define Man. lay up? Yeah. Is, is that like putting the bank and just, no, I, I mean, like, what is that? You know, I think, again, it is to stockpile, maybe. Um, and, and I think it's more to me the motivation of our heart, you know, because there are, I mean, there are believers, man, that have. Some things stockpiled. Mm-hmm. They have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have a lot and God blessed you with a lot, are you still generous? Do you still give? Are you still concerned about others? Yeah. Uh, because there are people who have a lot and they can give a lot and still have a lot left over. That's right. You yeah. Know? And so I think it's the motivation of I your think heart. you got to look at that parable that Jesus used about the farmer who had uh, successive successful mm. crops. Right. And said, wow, look how good I did. Yes. And I'm going to make a barn, and I'm mm-hmm. going to make another barn. I'm yeah. going to fill them all up, and then I'm going to rest. Yeah. And you know, as, and I'm just going to, pretty much the inclination or the indication is, he's going to spend it on himself. Rise and shine, dine fine and recline. <laughs> That's it right there, brother. That'll <laughs> preach. <laughs> so you preach that before. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, what is yeah, it? you're right. The other one is, uh, oh, what about the can? No, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> get all you can. Yeah. Uh, sit on the can. I don't know yeah. something like that. <laughs> I can't, yeah. If you hadn't mentioned it, I could have. I know. I there's like three. Th- yeah. There's three little yeah. verses there yeah. about get all you can. Sit. On can the all can. you get? Get all you can. Sit on, I don't know. Yeah. yeah but get I all agree. you can. Can all you get? Sit on your can. I think. <laughs> Very spiritual. Uh, Yes, very spiritual. All right, number next. Yes. Does poverty bring someone closer uh, to God? Does poverty bring someone closer to God? I almost hated writing this question because Mm. I don't like 
so it's like I'm gonna have to give you right. It can. It can. You know, it can. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. it depends. I'm. Uh, I. I don't like that answer myself. Right. But the truth is, it's not absolute. Yeah. You know, I think what some take out of um, context is what Jesus said again in the Sermon on the Mount: "Blessed are the poor in spirit," mm-hmm. and and they camp out on the word "poor," mm-hmm. uh, but really, I think that is talking. I know it is about spiritual bankruptcy and not yeah. you know your bank account. That's right. That's right. And uh, but I agree with you that it can. You know, um, Scripture talks two thousand times, mentions poverty two thousand times. Does it really? I counted last you, night. You, no, I didn't. Yeah, late but, at midnight, <laughs> you just finished. <laughs> but it does. It, it mentions uh, the poor yeah. at least two thousand times, and and so it can, I think, bring us closer uh, to God. Yes, particularly if we have propped our life up on our things then I think there's times when God comes and knocks the props out from under us. Mm. And it's, you know, one bad financial decision, one, you know, one thing out of your control, you get laid off, you get fired, you get accused of something. Mm -hmm. Suddenly all your financial means are cut off. Guess where you have to turn? Yeah, that's true. You turn to him. We've often said that some people, in order to look up, have to be knocked on their back. Mm. Man, that is so true. And that's what happens. Yeah. I don't think God wants us necessarily to. Okay. <laughs> Brother T, uh, what most people don't know is this is segment two. Evidently. <laughs> Here's what happened, folks. We told you what idiots we are Yes. when it comes to uh, technical things. Mm. We're sitting here having a great conversation. Hopefully you were involved. You were just really into it. Mm-hmm. Brother T looks at me and says, look at that. <laughs> it stopped recording. It stopped recording. Yeah. We don't know where it stopped recording. No, we have no clue. No, so, I mean, it could have been five minutes in, into it for all yeah. we know. So, <laughs> it probably stopped on our best point. I agree. Yes. Now, we had a lot of great points, <laughs> but probably the best is when it stopped. So, what we're going to let you know is you just heard an abrupt ending to a conversation, <laughs> which we don't know where it was. <laughs> So we're going to pick back up with the last question. Brother T has a busy day. I need to get out of his hair. So we're going to we're going to answer his last question. Please forgive us. We're we're going to both go to school. Yeah, we we're going to have we to. We need man. to go to we, podcast school. We really do because we're pitiful. We are pitiful, we are pitiful podcast people. I, we just like balling high weeds. All right. Here, here's okay, here this last one. Yes. Does having all things in common mean to give away all things when? Ask by another believer. So you know we get that from the early chapters of Acts. Right. And that is the that was the statement made of the early church in Jerusalem mm. that uh, no one had any need because they had all things in common. Right, exactly. Now, the question is, is that how we are to live today? Mm. Uh, I mean, if you have a brother or sister walks up and said, I love that car you got. Right. That's pretty. Yeah. I can't afford it. Would you give that yeah. to me? By the way, I love, hey, Doc, I yeah. love your Jeep. You can use it anytime yeah. you like. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> So it is common amongst us. Right. It's common. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, they sort of do that a little bit um, in Israel through a kibbutz. Yeah. They have been to everything. Those. Yeah. They, uh, they, they have really everything. do, including yeah. relationships. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yes, they. I mean, they have everything in common. They yeah. sort of all work together. They put it all like in a pot. Yeah. Great food. And uh, they have great food. I spent the night, one night, in a kibbutz. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And um, and so, but yes, they they have everything in common. But but is this is that what it means? If if I say, hey, you know what, I can't, I don't have a jeep like you have. Right? Can I have your jeep? 
I think we need to look again, as most often in Scripture, at the context right. in which it's written. Yeah. This is the early church of Jerusalem. It's the first church, mm-hmm. really. Uh, you know, we got the first church of Chattanooga. This is the first church of yeah everywhere, right? Right. Yeah. And so they're they're experiencing some uh, persecution. They're mm-hmm. experiencing some issues. People are just joining like crazy. God is the Bible say multiplying their numbers. Right. And so there's a lot of needy people in there, but there's also people there with much. Yes. Okay. So in that environment, in the con- context of that environment, they were to make sure nobody went without because they were a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they were a family. Mm-hmm. I think if if our church is in that situation right. where because of Christian persecution mm-hmm. or because of rapid growth and you're attracting some people, then it behooves us to act as family and provide for each other's needs. It doesn't mean that in times of abundance or right. times when you're not without that you can walk up to somebody and say, like your house, or would you make my dinner tonight? Right, or yes. whatever else, could you give me 200 bucks mm-hmm. or whatever the number might be? That that's really uh, a gross, poor interpretation of that passage. I do. I think that as well. You know, I I believe that um, people would take advantage of that. I mean, there are those out there who would just. I take would take advantage, advantage of you because yeah. you have a swimming pool. I do. I yeah. do. And, and, I and don't. you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't. But you have so much other. <laughs> <laughs> No, let's not. I yeah. have a Chattanooga Golf and Country Club shirt. You do. On. I do. I, and I, I, I even mentioned how nice that I was. I did not purchase it. Yeah. It was a gift. Okay. What size is that? Large. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That'd fit me. Yeah. yeah. I'd love it. I'll yeah. dry clean it and let you borrow it. <laughs> Honestly, we have all things in common. Brother. We do. We yes. do. We do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I agree. And you know, you mentioned it a moment ago, Doc. We may, as a church, really begin to face that persecution. Yeah. And we may get to that level even here in America. Uh, where this will come to reality. Yeah. I mean, because the way our world, the way our world is headed, there's no telling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you saw any excerpts of the Grammys the other night. We talked about it last night in our small group. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I mean, how sad! Oh my goodness! I did. Of course, I didn't watch it. I, I even forgot I, that. Well, it was the on. one one person said, "Did you listen to the words?" I go, "No, I couldn't hear. I don't know what the words were." Right. Yeah. All I saw was, you know, demons thrusting your hips towards Satan. It was unbelievable. It was I, again, I didn't horrible. watch it, but I, I saw excerpts. Yeah. You know, and it was titled "Unholy." Yeah. The the whole thing. It, it was. I, I can't. It was just amazing to me. That and so many other things that we could bring up that we should bring up probably sometime in right. podcast is yeah. an indication. It's not good. It's not good, and we could uh, face persecution. And at that point, I do agree, bro. I, I do agree that we might have to have all things in common. You know? I do. And I think, here's the thing. People say, oh, I, I don't know if I could give that up. I really believe we find ourselves in that position mm-hmm. that we will have the grace to do that. I, I agree. I agree. What you may not be able to do in times yeah. of abundance and when you have don't have need, I really think it's just like I, you and I have both been in the presence of Christians dying. Mm-hmm. And while they may have a great fear of death and everything up until then, but it's been amazing to mm-hmm. me the calmness mm-hmm. that um, sometimes, right. not always, and, yeah. and again, only the Lord knows the difference between those, but the calmness in mm-hmm. someone's life when that happens, right, yeah. that they would have never believed that they would have faced you know, life's final battle that way. Well, I, not to get biographical, but yeah. I've often used as an illustration uh, that, you know, when Scooter was born mm-hmm. with Down syndrome, you know, prior to his birth, I would have never dreamt that I would have been able to deal with that, yes. you know, yeah. um, 
But I can tell you, God does give that grace. Yes, He you know? does. It is yeah, amazing. It is amazing. You know our story with our son too. Very yes. same thing. Yes. My wife and I go home after learning that our son has a a, a what will most likely be a deadly cancer, mm-hmm. and lay in bed and pray together mm. and give our son to the Lord. Mm. And we didn't even rehearse those words, right. but the grace of God yes. gives that yes. to you, I just agree. like the grace of God gave it to you, you and your wife, with you know the condition of your son, right. And right. uh, you know, and he's been a blessing. Yes, he is. So yes, he is. I I I just think that you know. Oh gosh, I hope it never comes. That listen, mm-hmm. you. I really believe people will consider it a privilege to be able to help their brother and sister if that indeed does happen. You look at the Eastern European countries, the mm-hmm. South American countries. Mm-hmm. You don't see them just you know pulling things from each other. They're right. They are gracefully giving to those in need. Definitely, definitely. Well, you know, this has been an odd podcast. <laughs> Certainly. And you so, know, we, we're, we're a little bit gun-shy right now because you and I are yeah. both looking at the phone saying, have yeah. you quit again? <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't so far. It has not so far. <laughs> and so I cannot wait to see how you piece this together. Oh, it's done, brother. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. my technical ability was just... <laughs> Uh, exhausted in figuring out we could put a second segment on here. Now I'm done. I know nothing else. We know no, we know nothing. So we hope yeah. this wasn't too uh, disrupting to our podcast listeners. Right. Uh, all I can say is I'll try to look into it, but I don't even know where to begin to look. Yeah, and I don't have time, so I'm I'm totally trusting you, my brother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> We're in trouble. We? we are We're really in trouble. trouble. <laughs> I need to talk to a, my grandson. <laughs> well, brother, until next week. Yeah, God bless you. God brother. bless.